0: Hello friends, welcome to the show. I am Neon Poison aka The Big Blue Boat. We have three special guests joining us today. First, hi, you. he was an hi, Admiral hi. <laughs> from Xan, one of the biggest corps in Eve. He is also a streamer, uh, which I will share his link in the description. Hello, welcome. Thank you. All right, next we have Ren, who has recently been a rising star within the military ranks. Getting one promotion after another. If you listen to our latest episode, you remember that um, Ella and Zell announced Rand's latest promotion to be a regional commander. Hello, commander, Rand. Hey, Neon. How are you doing today? Good. How are you? Okay. And Good last. Okay. Last but not least, appearing as a guest today, she was one of the co-hosts during our first few episodes and. One of the first FCs to lead Alliance Fleets back in the old days. She (laughs) has recently been promoted to regional general role, specializing in station assault and external defense. Uh, There's more. (laughs) She's also a star instructor of EVE University or Golden Horde University or Golden Horde Campus. Ms. Avalia. Good evening. Good evening. All right. Thank you all. Thank you all for joining us. Let's jump right into it. Um, <clears throat> hi, you and I have been talking about doing an episode before we even started this about, I said, two months ago. And if you remember, he even came in and said hi during our first episode. Um, <clears throat> now, after 10 episodes, we finally found the time to do this. And let me tell you, we couldn't have planned for a better time because there's a lot going on in the Alliance. And especially... In the military side, um, again, Haiyu was one of the first three admirals in the alliance, which is the highest ranking position in our military. So, without further ado, Mister Haiyu, tell us what in the world <laughs> has been going on.
1: Well, I have to tell you that first uh, filming you guys did. I had my kids in the bath, and I was joining on, on my phone from watching them take a bath to make sure nobody was drowning. So it was a bit of a chaotic thing, but I wanted to jump in, and say hello, and wish everybody the best. Um, but uh, no, so much has been going on. Um, we, we've developed a, a lot of new FCs, um, and we've, we've been rising through the ranks incredibly fast rate. Um, in fact, we were, we were just talking earlier before pre-gaming the show here and how Rand uh, and Polobot were – were some of the, I don't know, what do you want to call them? Young Jedis coming up through the temple, right? They just yeah. done amazing work and really took full steam ahead uh, in leadership roles and and content creation. You know, uh, fleet commanding has always been fun for me, but at least yeah. because I enjoy having fun with other people, right? And in and, and EVE and in the but we call it a sandbox game, but really it's almost a military simulator in, in my mind. I mean, you're building ships with guns and weapons that speaks to military. Yeah. Uh, so that's kind of how I look at it. And and I want people to have, have a good time. Uh, so, you know, starting in EVE Online in 2003, mining in my little Bantam outside of Jita, not knowing my head from a hole in the ground to, um, you know, being in NCDOT uh, and some of the bigger alliance, BTEC-R uh, and all the fights up in um the north and the goons kicked us out of the north i mean i, I was i was there I, I was i was the pinnacle i was there, guy for for a while there um before i started to have children of my own and i retired from eve online because that is a full-time commitment right um so found yeah. eve echoes and a casual eve and i thought oh my god this could be amazing i hope it doesn't it's <laughs> <life> <laughs> too late <laughs> it's
2: exactly what it will do <laughs> yeah. And then, oh, my life, hello Eve.
1: <laughs> well, you know, I would say Echoes doesn't really suck your life away. Discord does, so I don't know. Exactly that's
2: that. that's fair. That's fair. Echoes yeah. was not a problem until until you get heavily invested in the Discord aspect, that, in I, the coordination on a larger scale with people. That's, yeah.
3: Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. I have nah. definitely not spent approximately eight hours a day in voice on Discord the last week. Right. <laughs>
2: eight, only eight hours? Dude, you nah. got to teach me secrets because if I could narrow it down to eight hours, I would be good.
1: Well, and I, I, I was on 11 different servers just for the Golden Horde at one point. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like... What what am I doing here? You know, I feel like I have more muted channels than I have channels I actually pay attention to because you have to it yes. that way, yeah, <laughs> or you'll never get anything done. So, um, but it really it really turned into a whole new animal because I started um, week one, right? Not day one. I wasn't a day one echoes guy, but week one, and I saw the mega recruitment thread on Reddit. I found the Golden Horde. Actually, <laughs> I, let's go let back up. I found Eve Echoes. I'm going to admit it. I'm, I'm a, a nasty Capt. benzi watcher. Ah. I watch this video. <laughs> uh, so, so the guy uh, got me in. I was like, you know, I should take the, take a look at that game. So I saw their their mega thread and got in one of the corpse, and I saw Xan, um, <laughs> which I'm really glad because a lot of people don't know what Xan is. We're pretty quiet. Uh, well, some of us. I mean, <laughs> let's, be... Goat, let's be honest. <laughs> I
4: was um, about to say. I, I,
1: I ate my words on that one. <laughs> uh, true. All right. Other than Goat, most of us are pretty tame. <laughs> no, love you, man. Um, but it's a it's an older group, right? Everybody in, in Zan, generally speaking, is like 30 plus. Hmm. Um, so it speaks to a much more casual environment. Um, it does mean we're definitely not as like, I don't want to say as active, but we're not as strict. Like, hey, here's an op, here's an op, here's an op, right? It's like, <laughs> hey, guys, we're drinking and chilling and comms and uh, maybe slurping some rocks or shooting some dudes or whatever. It's just way more chill than any other corporate EVE Online I'd ever been in. Um, so I, I'm glad I landed here. It's an old community, right? Xan <laughs> uh, itself has been around for 20-plus years and other games outside of EVE. Um, so it's it's really kind of just fit right in. And now I'm stuck because winning uh, one of the awards in the Corp YouTube video from NetEase. Yeah, I, I'm getting a, a ship, uh, not a ship skin, but a, a flag, right? An alliance flag and a, a little yeah. icon on all of our stations. So I can't leave. Right. That wouldn't make sense. Why do you do all that work? and then <laughs> Not even get to enjoy the fruits of your labors. Right everybody yeah, who knows me, I'm not a uh, video editor, so it took me self-learning to make that video.
0: That was wow,
4: really.
0: Yeah, I do I'm you watching, remember uh, we watched it together in uh, one of our episodes? Yeah, yeah. I remember yeah.
2: watching it. I did not know that. If wow, I'm impressed. That's
3: impressive. Hats yeah. off you because I I just correct.
2: assumed that it had been professionally done or done by someone who had experience in that. Realm. No. Yeah,
0: it if looked I'm, professional. Well, thank you. I, I
1: literally, um, like, no, no lie, I made some firefighting videos like back in the day on my YouTube channel that were like, just like clips of us fighting fire. There okay. was certainly no animation, cinematics, or anything of that nature.
0: So, for firefighting. Sure. We know you're a veteran oh, and
1: good. a firefighter, is that correct? Um, yeah, that's so my start, um, like, right out of school was the military. Uh, but that quickly turned into firefighting as well and uh, paramedic. So that's kind of where I got my start. And then I'm like, wait a minute, I'm doing the same thing every day, uh, and can't you can't really get a job change as a paramedic firefighter? You can't like say, okay, I don't want <laughs> to be on the streets anymore and be gone for 24 hours. So I did this little dirty thing they call nursing school. Right. What? Yeah man I know right. Yeah. So so did that and and it's been amazing. Absolutely amazing. I worked for a hospital flight team.
0: Oh, Wait, really? we lost you.
1: Yeah, Uh-oh. here we
0: go. Oh. <laughs> Your video's gone for. <laughs> this is fun times, y'all. So you're going
2: to have to forgive me for yawning because I'm really super tired. So
1: just It's where I know I'm, I'm bored. It's, a <laughs> it's okay. You're back. So essentially um yeah, I was working with a flight team, working with a nurse. As a, I was a paramedic. That person was a nurse. They were making like twenty five dollars an hour more than I was making for, with the same exact job description. So it's like, all right, cool. Yeah. We, you know, nursing, nursing's a no brainer when it does that. So, that's my, my career fields uh, in in a nutshell.
0: Okay. Um. All right. So, how, how about more about Zan? Um, so who right. is oh, So, so grim. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Grim
1: is the CEO. CEO. I don't, I don't even know. Does he have a suffix to his name? I just call him Grim. I don't even. Sorry, buddy. Pretty sure it's just Grim. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think so, so. I think it's just Grim. It always yeah. makes
2: me think Grimm Bjorn the old though.
1: Uh, see, I think I had like a Grim Hex guy, or maybe that's just. I but that no, God. it's
2: not Grim Hex, but it makes me think Grimby Horn. But that's because that's from Lord of the Rings, which is a totally oh. different thing. Oh, so that's nerds. what it makes it's me think okay. <laughs> of. Yeah, <laughs> I, I play like we're here having this conversation Dude. because we're nerds.
1: <laughs> I, I'm not hating, I'm just establishing facts, right? So we're all on yeah. the same page, but um, so yeah, I and then I, I gave a shout out to the goat. Um, the goat is our industry, I don't even know how you. How you classify the goat. The goat is a machine. <laughs> he reprocesses, like, so, so goat, um, goat established a buyback program for all the ore and he, like, just manages this massive amount. Now, of course, he has a team, um, and Rutger being a huge part of that team and spreadsheets online is his thing. So they just have an amazing <laughs> industry program, um, where I tried to help them at one point and I was a scrub with only like four research slots and they said, that's cute. We don't really. Fisk. Um, so I I don't even really do any, any stuff. I mean, I've got like the skills and I try to help out and they're like, Hey, uh, you didn't do any blueprints this month. I'm so sorry, (laughs) but no, they just, they're they're, so seeing is a heavy industry, um, that was their goal. So they have a long-term goal of being able to put their own ITC up and NOLSEC, um, for, for, to supply an entire market for the Alliance and everybody else around us. Like they just, that, that's the industry goal of Xan
0: sure um i just wanted to take this opportunity to thank sam for sponsoring uh one of our uh uh, raffle prizes yep they sold us a ship at cost so they didn't make any risk uh so thank you guys it was it was the gold who uh made it happen
1: he is, like I said, the machine. And he's got a machine that he's built working with him. Yeah. Um, Odin of Odin, Ahala ordered yeah. 50 retrievers for us, and we had them done in like, I don't know, it was stupid, six hours or something. <laughs> and they're just like, wait a minute. We don't even have the money ready. The money's still under audit. I can't yes. pay you yet. Like, we can wait. We can wait, guys. Yeah. So I was, I was really proud of that achievement. Those guys in their industry, um, they're, they're awesome.
0: Okay. Again, sorry, it's not the shameless plug for the uh, raffle. We are, again, grateful for anybody who has been playing. Uh, again, half of it, it came out to be almost half and half. Half of it went to the winner, the Macario winner, and half of it went to uh, the Alliance Bank, the War Bank. And we're running a second one. Yeah, we're going to draw in a week. Uh, when is Christmas? We're going to draw Christmas Eve. Uh, exactly a week from today. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Happy, uh, merry early Christmas to you guys. Okay, let's come Thank back you to you too. soon. Hi, you. Yeah. Um, let's go to Rand. Uh, talk to us about your uh, your corp or yourself. <laughs> Anything you want to <laughs> share with us?
2: I'm afraid to ask this question. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Um, so I know there's a lot I've going been, on. But, yeah,
3: <laughs> I've been, you know, a, a relatively hardcore gamer, you know, most of my life. Um, also being, you know, among the the older crowd, um, upper thirties myself. Um, and you know, back in the day with WoW. Don't call us um, the
2: older crowd, Rand. That's
3: <laughs> not nice. <laughs> Just saying, you know, relative to. Yeah, you I know, love you, Discord <laughs> Night, but you know, guys like that. Kyle love you too. Uh, um, so, the best. Uh, but we, uh, you know, back in the day, with WoW, was in a, a top ten US rating, you know, rating guild and um, top forty world. I've I've always been uh, one who tries to to reach for greatness, and sometimes you fail, but you know, you you achieve the great, the best potent, the best that you can
0: by reaching for the for the most. Wait, wait, wait. Um, I I'm, I'm sorry. Top ten U.S. rating. This is when when was that? When was this? Uh, Wrath of the Lich King.
3: Okay. We is when we Wrath of the Lich King is Burning Crusade is when our guild really came together yeah. and started um, moving from like a mid tier um, till Muru. Um, we were one of the handful of of uh, guilds that was able to kill Muru pre patch pre nerfed Wow. Um, we killed it literally the lap. We killed him finally literally the day before they downed him. We pre I... nerfed him. We've yeah, been on him for like a month, and ooh. just couldn't get it done. And we finally got it done. <laughs> and when we moved into Wrath of Lich King, um, is when we really built off of that. And uh, we were uh, top ten in uh, killing who was it, Jaden or whatever the main boss there was.
0: Um, uh, yeah, Jaden, so,
3: yeah. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. we were we were top ten U.S. and taking him down.
0: So, I wanted to. It
3: was definitely. <laughs>
0: there's a lot of competition there. It, we have a lot of WoW players who, uh, you know, who, who are now with us. But obviously, you know, WoW uh, a huge crossover. A lot of our players play WoW, and this is again for me personally. I was involved. I believe in that as well. Um, so good. I, I didn't know that. It's a surprise. <laughs> it's good for you yeah, guys. I
3: was a, so I was a resto Shaman who <laughs> enhance off spec because. <laughs> Sometimes you needed Wind Fury for your warriors. And then when uh, Wrath came out, I uh, switched my main tune to a Feral Druid tank um, and was just super diehard about it and was able to get the health needed to be um, very, very early on getting Sarf plus three drakes. Uh, but I was oh, besides single target, just having a huge hit pull. I was a really terrible tank, I was never very good at it, so <laughs> I ended up being uh primarily DPS for Eldruid. And they well, they made me re gear my, my shaman back up, and I switched back to Resto and Ant Shaman.
0: Uh, nice, um, were you guys called LGC or another name? No,
3: I was not part of this group in time. We were that was Spike Flail, actually. Um, was the, the group I was with. I'm still in, in their Discord to this day. Uh, every now and then pop in and we reminisce but no, most recently I've been playing actually Star Trek Fleet Command Um, I moved into like mobile gaming as my primary gaming platform because of (laughs) the flexibility you can you can you know you can play whenever you have time you can sit at the bar and play a little bit you can do whatever whatever you want whenever you want Um, and I've been playing Star Trek Fleet Command um, and I've been doing that for some time Um, that game is a money sink though To uh, really progress there, it is. Oh my god! Yes. So, um, was was someone? Star Trek Fleet uh, Commanders? Oh, it's. Yeah, I don't want to talk about how much I spent on that game.
2: It sounds Uh, interesting. um, I love Star Trek. I'm like one of the biggest Star Trek nerds ever. Wow. But I haven't. I haven't even tried to play it, which is a separate (laughs) thing.
3: Really fun game, but to progress (laughs) anywhere near the top. Um, I, let's just say I could probably, like, if I, I could buy all of Zan's industry with, if I just went and bought Plex with the amount that I dumped into that game. Um, I mean, you know. it's easy to spend $500 in your first three months' line. Are you really? me? Yeah. I that's mean, crazy. I spent, I spent 800 on one ship and that's before yeah. I started upgrading it. So, what? Yeah, we, no, no,
2: no, 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 That's crazy. Okay, y'all have yeah. fun with that. Now, <laughs>
3: now the difference is there, your ships are permanent, right? Your ship doesn't disappear when it gets blown up but Mm, you just repair it and and you send it back out but yeah no Uh, the top players the the top players have spent over hundreds of thousands of dollars on that game. well
4: okay yeah no um
3: the very very top i'm not in that tier but um, (laughs) yeah so i was kind of you know hitting a point where it's like i'm still playing i love the community i still love my guys my my fellow dolphins uh and but (laughs) was was (laughs) Yeah, because we were a group of mid-level spenders who liked to take down whales. And a group of dolphins working as a team can take down a whale. Um, And we did that. Um, Shortly after we formed, actually, last year on New Year's Eve, we uh, successfully raided and uh, stole billions of resources from uh, one of the players who was in the 100,000-plus club. Uh, So just by working as a team. That's where that name evolved from was. Well, here we are as a bunch of mid-level players, but if we work well together, we can take down the biggest. Uh, but yeah, so I was, was looking for, for a change and had um, a couple of friends, um, one of the co-founders of Dolphin, um, and then also the really the first member who joined after the founding five of Dolphin, um, had started playing Eve Echoes and we're like, Randy, you should check it out. Randy, you should check it out.
4: Mm-hmm. And I
3: came over and I checked it out and I wasn't sold on it at first, but I kind of kept it on the back burner and then um, had a couple of days off, had a little time off and decided to kind of jump in and try it a little bit more. and. Once I got first past like having no EO experience, once I got past the first little initial learning curve, I just got hooked and and started learning. (laughs) Um, Well, uh, Mike and Borg had had joined LGC. I'm honestly not sure how they got hooked up with LGC, uh, with Legacy, but they had. And they were like, yeah, just come join us here. So I did. Legacy has been around um, since 2017. um, Started with uh, early days of Hades Star. Um, they were a uh, top 10 Corp in Hades star on the global leaderboards. Um, wow. They uh, played that uh, when Eve echoes first came out for beta, they switched over and started playing the Eve beta. Um, did that uh, until, you know, the beta got called off. Um, and at that point, uh, legacy uh, basically left and started playing Stellaris went and um, became uh, the top alliance on the, uh, Falars S three server, um, and then win, and but that was just basically killing time until Eveco <laughs> was rolled out. So legacy, as soon as you know day one was a uh, was a uh, uh, corporation. Nice. Um, we uh, things started off. I wasn't there at the very beginning, but it, I know with the point that I joined, we we're in uh, Op Force, and there's the stuff going on with that, and oh. um, ended up uh, being unhappy with that situation um leaving and, and landed in golden horde
0: okay well we'll talk more about your uh how'd you found the golden horde uh in a little bit but let's go to avalia hello um hey yeah just so tell us about <laughs> anything <Sorry. laughs> yes your your story to um, start
2: yeah i I am a gamer in the sense that I have always loved and played a lot of games, but I have always tried to avoid MMOs for the fact that they do take over your life. Yeah. Um, and I, I value my life. And so uh, I had one prior experience with an MMO. I played Sotor, Star Wars, The Old Republic. And it did take over my life. And so I had to stop. I had to cold turkey. I just deleted everything. and was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back to my life. Um, I don't know how you come back, how you...
4: I we lost you.
1: It's okay.
2: We, just, anyway. we need
1: soundboard. That's
2: baby, come back. We need Kylo to sing us the songs. Um oh, So, uh, but then how did how did I how did I get into EVE? Like, why am I here? Why am I yes. here? That's a really good question right now. Um, so my husband <laughs> had played EVE online back in the day. Uh-huh. And um, he had stopped. By the time that we got married, he had stopped playing Eve Online. He just kind of lost interest in whatever. Um, so I had heard him talk about it here and there, and it sounded really cool. But I'm, I don't like coming into games once they've been established for a long time. I feel like it's just too much work, and MMOs are so complicated anyway. I was, you know, so I, I have steered clear from that. Well, with Eve Echoes coming out around the same time that coronavirus seemed to be happening and so so I was stuck at home literally just stuck at home and had nothing to do um, because all the things that would normally be occupying my life were kind of not there Um, and Clint had been following that Eve Echoes was in development and so when it was ready to drop he was like, this game is starting, you know, in two days. We should get in now because getting in early is, you know, it's more fun. Yeah. And I was like, okay. And, and he says, but it is an MMO. And I was like, well, you know what happened the last time you asked me to play an MMO? And he's like, well, I mean, you know, we'll, we'll try. We'll see how it goes. And I was like, okay. And so since since, you know, I've been stuck at home mostly and the things that I would normally be doing, I haven't been able to do as much. So Eve has kind of been... What you know? What I I do through the day, and I I enjoy it. It has consumed my life more so now than I would <laughs> like for it to. I think a lot of that is again the transition from playing Eve the game, which I love, and flying with the pilots, which I love. Yeah. Um, and to the discord of being able to play the game in a reasonable way, and and there are structures in place that are making that more complicated than it should be for a mobile game. Um, And so I've been playing Discord Wars um, for a while now, and and that has
4: taken away some
2: of what I would like to enjoy in the game. But anyway, neither here nor there, we are here, um, and I I having no prior EVE experience, which we've talked about this before, um, really didn't know what I was getting into, as far as the mechanics of the game and what to expect and, and that first taste of a fleet battle, yeah. I was just a pilot. I showed up, it was, Raw was in command of that fleet because they yeah. were dropping their first, it was the first outpost I think that yeah. the horde had dropped. Yes. And, and, and Ra was dropping it and we had hostiles en route to try to blow it up. And so they called a call to arms and we all showed up and, and the, it, that the excitement, the adrenaline of that epic size of battle was just, it was just, a, I was hooked.
4: <laughs> it's an addiction. It <laughs> yes. I
2: live for that feeling of being with a fleet and facing yeah. down the enemy and it you know it's it's i love it i enjoy it it's a lot of fun i love flying and i I love the pilots and my goal is always pilot first i want if my pilots don't have a good time then i did something wrong so that's that's my philosophy is it's my responsibility as the fleet commander of any fleet to ensure that everyone's having a good time at the end of the day it's a game these are pixels on a screen and we play because we want to have fun and so that's that's my responsibility toward my pilots is to make sure that they are having fun and enjoying the game. And if that means I have to spend ten hours a day on Discord for the last six days to make sure that my pilots can have fun in the game, then that's what I'm going to do.
0: <clears throat> and I still can recall that moment when we when you let your first uh, alliance uh, fleet during that uh, operation. And, and yeah, how you were you there too? The uh, <laughs> defense I know to of.
1: Tell you that.
0: Yeah. Which which oh, one was your first one? one, Avalia? Eight eight SPN, right?
2: Eight spin. Do you know, I honestly don't remember.
0: <laughs>
3: Raw was the F C for eight spin. Because that was yeah. my first call to arms. That's mm-hmm. where I got up, for sure.
2: Yeah, okay, so after
3: that flying with Avalia was when we blew up Cuddle Castle. Yep.
2: Yes. Okay, that was your first. Yes, okay, my yes. first my first yes, my first several big fleets were offensive. Go, go blow this up and I was like okay and here we go fly a little pilot up there blow stuff up
0: by the way I
3: remember on up. that one I I had never like blown up a citadel and, and Avalia's just like and I didn't know who Avalia was she's like target the cuddle castle I'm like oh she's got a cute name
0: for it And, uh, uh, and like, oh no it's actually
3: named cuddle yes. castle nope. uh,
0: again okay, <laughs> shout out to the to the goose yes. the goose one Goose Federation. They are yes. friends with me from you know the the Goons. <laughs> not EO, but you know we're all obviously on different sides. But they and were so funny, so
2: entertaining. Yes, <laughs> and that was when we were still playing by these really stringent <laughs> "nobody talks in local ever" when anything is ever happening rules. And so they were being like really good sports and funny, and then you know, but whatever. It was a good time. It
0: was a good time. <laughs> yes, uh, we all had fun. I, I, I enjoyed it so I was much because I could, yeah. I could, you and know. I again, I, I, could remember you. Uh, just, I, I, could feel the excitement in your, in your voice, like it was your first like major, uh, <laughs> flea operation, and
4: yeah,
0: you know. So we, and I think we all basically let you run everything. She, he didn't like speak up until like uh way later <laughs> yeah so so yeah good memories how you did you um have memories of that
1: oh you that one i don't know how many messages did i send you and trying to set that one up of all of you <laughs> yes
2: because yeah. because it was my friend i was n- yeah. nervous and so yeah. i was messaging how you like Oh my God. What's, what do I do? Where do I go? Do we have scouts? Wait, where are my scouts? What are they, are they doing what they're Is, is the enemy? You know, what's like, there's so much to keep track of yeah. with those situations. And, and, and again, I, I feel a heavy responsibility to the pilots that if they're flying under me, I want them to get home safe. I want them to have a good time. And I want them to have their ship when we get back.
1: That's and That's so, not really that important. <laughs> Somebody, no. You, know, you can have a and not come home with a shit. Well, right? yes,
2: obviously, because the last big op that I led, I got a nightmare blown up. So.
1: <laughs>
4: oh. <laughs> oh.
2: Did you? <laughs> were you not there for that, Hi, you.
1: Good no, you. I've been on my empire sabbatical. Remember?
2: <laughs> oh, that's right. No, it's um, we attempted uh, an ag- aggressive action against a station that was probably further away than we should have gone. Um, our intel was that it was not likely to be heavily defended so as long as we came with substantial force it would probably be okay but after waiting and waiting and waiting and trying to rally people we flew out with less than 30 pilots (laughs) and by the time we were in the heat of the battle there were 120 ships on grid (laughs) we were outnumbered literally 3 to 1
4: Yeah,
2: and our only big loss our only big loss was the nightmare. Almost everybody else and got
3: home. To be fair, the nightmare was our advanced scout, and he tackled <laughs> a macerial on the way. And we blew up a McCarroll on the way. So I think we still oh, yeah. no, is we, positive. We
2: won this. We, won. Yeah. We, were, we were like 2 billion is positive by the end of it. Because. The, the
3: carrier sees the nightmare and in engages and is like, "Come on, guys!" and starts calling his <laughs> friends. And then a, a thirty-man fleet lands on top. He's just like, "Oh, yeah. bad decisions, bad decisions." Yeah.
1: I don't, I don't know about the score now because have you seen those prices for nightmares? Holy crap! Oh yeah. That's yeah true. The,
2: this I, was several I, weeks. Let's,
1: ago. let's not even talk about debris debris prices and nightmare. And listen, I have been hoarding hoarding my angel debris, right? And <laughs> I I am five 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 angel invention. So the day the patch dropped for T eight, I got it. Boom. I, I, I not not as the patch dropped, excuse me. As soon as I hit T eight, I I put those babies in the oven. I got two of four successful completions on Macario. And I sold them for 400 mil because that was the going rate at that price. At that time, they were going for about 400 mil. Yeah, they're over like 2.8 billion right
3: now. And I'm yeah. a sad, sad panda. Sorry. Yeah, I sold all my angel debris when they were like 35 mil each because I'm like, oh, that's triple what they were. That should be where it out. <laughs> oh, yeah. Out. The market oh, was no. That's
2: like I sold all of my plex. It went up and, and it had gone up a couple hundred thousand over where I had bought it and I was afraid that it was gonna dip again. And so I went ahead and sold and now it's like almost doubled in price again. And I'm like...
1: Yeah, I, I remember uh, <laughs> post, what was it like post the big first patch? Uh, they were, everybody's like, oh, it's over 300,000, sell, sell, sell. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm looking at them like, wait a minute, respec is about to drop and you think it's got, no. As people yeah. keep, as people tear up and they keep respecking like, oh no, I don't like this ship, let me try something else. And they're burning through that Plex buddy
2: yeah
0: <laughs> it is, it is how, kind of, it's what 980 right now I think
2: yeah
1: how yeah, much is
0: crazy. a crazy how much is the nightmare worse now
2: when we yeah. calculated it it was like seven or eight billion when I when I calculated that day I ran the uh, the numbers on the ships that had been destroyed and it was like six or seven billion wow
3: but it's Yeah, nightmares and rattlesnakes are just stupid right now with the debris with the yeah. debris prices. Hmm.
0: In, uh, back in E.O., this is a good transition into our next nice <laughs> subject. Uh to talk about E.O., my favorite show was The Vindicator. But that's not good in Echoes right now, or what's going on?
2: It is good. It's just because the nightmare is yeah. It ha- you can put more EHP on a Nightmare. It is the, the he- most heavily tankiest ship in the game, right? It has more effective HP than any other ship. And that right now, because the meta is built around having a tank yeah, and then the shield, and then you keep your fleet in the bubble, and that's just how the meta's been working, that's the most it's the easiest kind of fleet to run and organize and so Mm -hmm. that's why the nightmare is critical to that so you want your nightmare then if you can add a vindicator with it or a ballgorn with it then your fleet becomes now twice as effective
4: yeah
2: um that in that fleet battle where our nightmare got killed the reason it died is because the the enemy fleet brought in their own nightmare and a vindicator had Hmm. it not been for their vindicator we we probably could have gotten the nightmare out. I'm not going to say we would have won the fight because no, but we probably could have all gotten out. The reason we couldn't is because they did bring in the vindicator. Mm. So it's like, it gives you the advantage, but if you don't start with the nightmare first, then having the other nice ships while great isn't, it's not quite as secure and you don't want to risk on. those ships Exactly. Because we'll just blow them
0: up. It's just so without nightmare, the nightmare. Yeah. Is it the tankiest um, ship right now?
2: In the game, it has the most effective HP of any ship in the game. Okay. So you can't get much more tanky than that, and it's fit for shield field modules. So slap a couple of those on there, get your fittings right. It's it's pretty insane. It took them, so the rest of the fleet left. The reason our Nightmare didn't escape is because they had points on him, so he was pinned. Yeah. And it still took them like ten minutes to kill the ship, and he took out like ten more ships by himself as they were trying to blow him up. So <laughs> those numbers um, are probably exaggerated. When Raw watches this, he's gonna be like, "It was five minutes, and I killed five ships." Or so I don't I don't remember. But it was took him forever. And he, yeah, yes, my fault. I got Raw's nightmare blown up. I'm sorry, Raw. <laughs> <I'm> sorry, <laughs> but it was a good fight. I mean, we had a good time. <laughs>
4: And
3: again,
1: it doesn't matter if you come back with your ship. I'm telling you. Yeah,
3: yeah. that's what it's,
2: he said. Is that
3: it it's was, about it content was fun. and having fun. It There's no fun. reason to have the ships if you're not going to use them to have fun. Yeah.
0: Uh, if you watched our latest video by Azel, he made a like a promotional video, uh, and one of the scenes was you all flying the Nightmare and having you, and I remember hearing your voice uh, over uh, a
2: yeah, you were
0: saying what in the world or something like that. <laughs> I think yeah, that hopefully it was, was shooting
2: at him. That was the first time that Ra had flown out his nightmare. So we had done an op. I don't even remember what the op was. But we had like 30 mortar ships on grid. We had like 30 stabbers, right, fit to blow stuff up. And after the successful op, um, Raw wanted that to test. The,
3: that was the OLY defense. We had 160 stabbers on grid. Whoa. Oh,
4: you okay.
2: know what? You're right. Okay, so yeah, so we had an entire okay, so 160 ships on grid, and Raw's like I want to test the tank on my nightmare. So, so he had the entire fleet target him to shoot him, and literally they did zero damage. That's what I was saying. What you hear, what I'm saying is, did they are they shooting him? Did they actually <laughs> do anything? Because I'm watching his HP, and it it's like it's not, not changing. Moving. Uh-huh. The entire fleet of 160 ships is shooting at him, and nothing's happening. So I, I yeah. was trying to figure out if it, I was like, "What's going on?"
3: <laughs> it was insane.
0: Yeah, yeah. Again, if you haven't watched it, go back to our YouTube channel and watch the video. It's by Zell. Uh, good job on the video. Okay. Awesome. Yeah, it
3: was it was Ivalia there, and it was uh, me when we were uh, blowing up that demo station. I believe where the two FCs featured in that. mm
2: Hmm. Um.
0: Baby girl screaming. <laughs> okay,
1: uh, that's, oh, yeah. that, whole, that whole earlier conversation about trying to go to bed and not staying up all night is oh my gosh, kids are hard. Kids are hard.
0: <laughs> yes, they are. Um, yeah, they, they, just you know, whatever you gotta do, just just leave and we'll just come back when you're ready to talk. Let's move on to. um are you, are you, do you have to do it now or do you have to? Yeah, give me just a second. I'll be right back. Okay, okay. Well, so Valia and, and uh, Ran, we can talk about your, yeah. your I have... history.
2: <laughs> For all having issues right now, I, I have one real quick thing that I just need to... That's
0: um... Okay. So, okay, Ren, that's fine. Ren, I'm 100% you. with you. I'm all here for you, baby. <laughs> Ren, let's talk about non-military stuff. Like, how did you get started with GHA? You kind of uh, talk about, okay, so you were in other games before, and how did you, so how did you find Golden Horde Alliance with the LGC? You, you yeah. know what? I yeah. honestly don't know. Um,
3: don't. I just really kind of started playing, you know, like to, to, kind of just show like how far behind a lot of people I mean I'm still not tech eight right like I started playing much later than a lot of others um, so oh, what I could talk about is my experiences of joining Golden Horde. is yeah um, right as I had started playing was when um, the whole alliance the whole corporation and actually the whole alliance the North Star Federation uh, which joined GHA as an alliance um, was leaving I don't even know I think branch and um, and had moved to high And we were doing a lot of high sec stuff while they were looking for a new home. And so they're like, all right, guys, we're joining the Golden Horde. It's this massive group. We're going to join this, like, super mega alliance coalition. It's awesome. So, like, cool. And they're like, so, and we're, we're taking over Geminate. So, like, we're moving to FDZ. And we're like, cool, we're going to be here. And there's going to be all of these people. And we get out there, and it's NSF. And a bunch of grays and reds. Mm-hmm. We're like, well, where's the rest of the Alliance? Like, well, what's happening here? Because we were the first group deployed to, uh, to, to Geminate, to start securing <laughs> Geminate. And it was just a wild, wild west. It was, you know, there was not, like, you, you could kind of do anything and there was just a lot of stuff to blow up. And yeah. there were neutrals in and out, all day, And Roa was just a battlefield. Um, but, yeah, that's, so I, I don't even really know how uh, Black Dog's and uh raptor and key and the leadership team at the time um you know got plugged in and and chose why they chose colden horde um i wasn't really involved at that time uh but but i do remember that like where's the mega alliance and we're in ftz just doing our thing and if we want to be safe we just got the high second farm because
4: gemini was not
3: safe at all? No, that and... was you
2: were. What you don't realize is you were hired to make it safe. There was just no payment.
4: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like
1: a fine hire. I don't think we got them to do a W nine or anything. No,
3: no, no. So yeah, and I never really got the size of Golden Horde until uh, the battle to defend the Anchor of Eight Spin, mm-hmm. and we were actually out in high Sec doing uh, story missions as a as a group, um, just making some isk and the cult <laughs> arms got put out and we all had to like burn back to to like GDAR or fdz or wherever we had anything resembling a doctrine ship and uh slap it together and was just all burned out to to eight spin and we're like we don't even cash where's cash what's we don't even know where cash is where is this place like we've never been to cash right we were never, in, never that's lived funny in cash. yeah so we're like you know we're like safe bin yeah. <laughs> so that's you know of the, the early days it's like and then we get there and now here there's hundreds of pilots on the grid yeah and yeah. you know you do have friends and, yeah 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 we, was like, well, we're, we're more than just us in golden horde we yes. were, it wasn't just a lot of people in a discord there are they do actually have ships. Uh,
4: yeah.
1: uh, <laughs> of the military um i said that i'm like that's there's nothing and 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 resor- there's no kind of formal presence and geminate um and then veil vale was just veil vale was the literal wild wild west there it was <laughs> random groups mismatched and, and nobody i thought they were all blue each other turns out they were shooting each other i mean it was hilarious so i go up there and i'm like i'm the king of the north everybody let's bounce <laughs> up and kill things and i'd get like four people in Fdz, and i'm like yeah looking around. Okay, two, two-man bomber roam, let's go. Then, I mean, it, it, eventually I pulled Zan, like I, every PVP pilot that wanted to go on a deployment, I pulled him up to FDZ and I said, it's not hard to pick a station and geminate. There's only one system with a station, so let's go. And and so we got in there and we started doing roams out of FDZ um, and that really gave a lot of people in my corps some of their first Echo's PVP and then all of a sudden it was eight spins start happening and stuff started kind of flaring up on the southern front. And it was like, "Eh, we're, we want you to come back down to cash and, and be one of the first admirals. And I'm like, but wait a minute, I'm having fun doing Rome's into the. Oh <laughs> well, no. But yeah, I do remember like uh, finding a uh, inquisitor or something or dead space and calling. Uh, what's his name? Black dogs, right? Black, yeah. Black, Black yeah. yeah. And I was like, hey, man. I pinged him on Discord. as the only LGC name I saw, and I'm like, "Hey, I got this thing. I'm in a bomber. I can't run it. You want to come up for?" And <laughs> so they over. They, I came over, and they and they ran the site together. So it was it was good. It was nice. That's how I met LGC. Was like, "Hey, I, I have a
3: site. Do you want it?" <laughs> and usually, well, become friends when when you do that to people, right? Yeah. In in the early days of Gemini, I mean, we became many of us became friends because. It was before we had, um, you know, a lot of rules around anomalies and claiming and all that. And you'd just kind of fly around and look for stuff and pick a system and start farming it. And you'd be there with maybe two or three people, and it was going a little slow. And somebody else would come in with one or two people, and you'd be like, "Hey, you want to join us?" And you know, I ended up flying with just about every corp station in Geminate at that point because, you know, with pilots from everybody. Because you just form these pickup groups as you as you moved around, and um, there's. Gemini's big. Gemini's really big. Uh, but yeah, it was uh it was it was a lot of fun back then. It was like you just and you never knew when a <coughs> gray would come. I mean we would catch I, I remember one day uh, we were flying with Funk Doctor, who's now in uni, uh, when after SPCF <laughs> merged into uni, and he had his alt he'd uh with an imicus that he'd brought to to pick up all of the trash loot from everything we were killing, and he forgot about it and it was sitting on a gate. And this Gila... <laughs> Was it a Gila or was it an ashimo? Because an ashimo saw it sitting on the gate and was like, oh, Well, that's a good idea. That's a good thing. I'm gonna pop this this uh Amicus that was okay. now empty, It was just on its way out there. Well, what he didn't realize is that you know at Gemini at that point, you did not leave home without PvP fits. Like there was no such thing as a PVE fit. It does not matter <laughs> if you're ratting, you were PvP fit. You have points, mm-hmm. webs, everything. And <laughs> with it, he's like, uh oh, guys, baby is getting baby Jew's getting engaged, baby juice getting engaged, we we're like, which gate?" And we just fleet warp, and all of a sudden, it's five of us, and it was like our tank was a Blackbird covert ops,
4: you know, with like
3: a couple of other CNIs and stuff. But we just hit him and we just swarmed him, and he decided to, you know, try to alpha the the Blackbird with the large shield extender uh, (laughs) equipped, which wasn't his best choice. But, you know, like that was my first faction cruiser kill, was,
4: you know, just in those
3: days, like you could get faction cruiser kills just while ratting because. That's yeah. it. We'd sit in an inquisitor after we were done clearing it. We would just sit at the bottom for a little while, wait to see what came in, and we would blap it.
2: Oh was, yeah, it was fun. that's fun <laughs> fishing.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um, let's <laughs> about your your back. Um, yes. How about that? We never really got to talk about you and uni and how you guys got involved with the Golden Horde hard.
2: Um, That's an interesting story. So Uni started as a high-sec corp, um, much like Eve University, which was more geared toward helping new players to the game and new players typically stay in high-sec. And so that's what, you know, we were just building ourselves as this little corp out in high-sec and we would, um, you know, chew rocks and run story missions and encounters and that kind of stuff, just really chill. Um, But a lot of our original leadership was associated with EVE University and EVE Online. So we're not, we are not representative of EVE University from EVE Online, but we did have people who had been a part of that who came over and said, we want to do something similar. Um, so kind of a similar history, but not not necessarily affiliated. Um, and what happened was we had um, a guy, the DK Maniac who now I think is in um Ori, who's part of Orc.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: And he would go mine with nine he had nine accounts, and so he would fly out his nine little mm-hmm. ships to mine in um in Low Sex systems and he he would get attacked and so he had asked the corp if some of us could go out and provide protection for him so we had done that and as we were out there um there were some other people mining and so we had been kind of hunting so we would protect him and then we would hunt other miners and uh (laughs) one of the guys had kind of struck a deal um with these guys from spl solar planet light which was another corp in the same area so we we would see each other in passing and so what he said is you know we're here to provide protection for our guy but as long as y'all don't attack us then we won't attack you and we'll provide protection for your miners tonight while we're here. So when we had the changing of the guard, that original person left. And then I came in as the next round of protection for our minors. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know, this is the agreement that we had, but you know, it's up to you whether or not you want to go blow them up now, because you're not me. And I was the one. who did <laughs> And so uh, I said, you know what, if, if right now they're under the impression that we're going to be nice to them, I'll just keep that up. And they said, you know, would it be possible for us to have some kind of permanent friendly status and so we got our leadership in touch with their leadership and we were talking about forming an alliance because that's you know the nature of these things in eve echoes is you find people who are friendly and like-minded and you have similar goals and then you form an alliance and so that's where we were at the same time they were working on forming an alliance with blackwater Mm. and i think maybe another corp or two and I, i don't remember everyone who was involved because at the time i was just an fc so i wasn't particularly concerned with leadership stuff. I was just taking pilots out flying around. Um, and the leader, the CEO of Blackwater iTunes, had heard about the Golden Horde um, hmm. through Benzi, and was determined to become a part of the Horde because they saw this as a way to get established in Nulsec, which is where, let's be honest, the resources of New Eden are in Nullsec. Um And he wanted his corp to be able to mine in the best regions and have access to dead spaces and and all of the goodies that come with nullsec and because they already controlled all of cash the idea was well if we get out there with them then we're already in relatively safe space because we're a bunch we're new players to the game and we are terrified of nullsec great that's where you die (laughs) so so, and eve university have been looking at Establishing a foothold somewhere in Nullsec, so we had been looking for systems, and what we had found is that most of them, there was there would already be somebody there, um, and so it's you know who do we trust to be to try to ally with in Nullsec, and what iTunes did was get us uh, a conversation going with Bo, so he the the way he told the story was he came out and flew around cash in a pod and said i want to talk to i want to be part of this i want to talk to somebody and just did that until finally he got to talk to somebody in diplomacy so then the talks happened where we kind of got all of our corps those of us who were wanting to form our an alliance together all got in the room with Bo and said we were wanting to form an alliance but we would like to come be part of what you're doing and what he told us is that if we wanted to join the Golden Horde, then you can't form your own alliance right now because our policy is the corps come in as corps, they join one of our existing alliances, and yeah. then once you've been here for a while and there's the level of trust and you're established and you're integrated, then if you want to form your own alliance, you can do that. Um and, and what we were sold was the the democracy of yeah. the Golden Horde and that you know the players' first idea of Golden Horde mm-hmm. and this Um, What Bo emphasized over and over and over again is that as long as you contribute and integrate, um, then you get a seat at the table, right? You get a vote. You get to contribute to the direction of the horde. And so uh, I remember sitting down with our leadership and a couple of them saying, you know, we want to make sure that we're able to steer the direction that our corp goes because we had a vision for our corp as far as the kind of corp that we wanted to be. And there was a lot of concern about whether or not um, Golden Horde would live up to those promises, whether or not we would actually be granted an equal voice once we had been around for a while. And the assurance that we were given is that that would take no more than maybe a few weeks. And as long as we showed up for call to arms and as long as we participated, that we would be granted that. And so under under that thought process we said well then let's go ahead and do this let's go ahead and, and move out here and we all moved out together um all of those corps and we are in the same alliance we're all in gold three um <laughs> and so that's that's how we got here and then when we got here that was our priority was let's integrate let's make sure that we are using the the discord that we're participating in the call to arms i very quickly became um an alliance a, a fleet commander because that's i mean that's what i do um, we had struggled with leadership because our our first two CEOs had real life crises that took them out of the game. So um, for a while, the understanding was that we weren't being given what what was called a seat at the table um, mm-hmm. because our CEOs were having problems. Yeah. Um, so what we did was we found another corp um, that was like minded with pilots that we enjoyed flying with, uh, with good, strong, stable leadership. And then we merged into, we brought them into uni, but we made them the leadership. So we kept the uni name because we (laughs) wanted to be, um, Eve university. And that's, you know, part of what Eve university is, is we do offer a lot of classes. I teach classes almost every week. I teach a class for the horde, um, whether it's, uh, an intro to Eve class about navigating the menus and little tips and tricks and working the overview. Um, I teach, Regularly teach intro to PvP classes yep. where we talk about just how to be a pilot in fleet PvP, and I teach um, the fleet commander trainings, the team leader trainings, which is how to take care of your fleet, how to be in charge of a fleet. Um, and we have those regularly. And then there's other classes too, so we're we're involved in that L- lodgy aspect. trainings. And yes, we do logi trainings, which I need to schedule another one of those.
3: Thank <laughs> <laughs> you for a, reminding a lodgy me. The logi training every day. Logic
4: training, <laughs> every day. <I> more <laughs> logic, please. Mm-hmm. You talked yes.
1: about that, but it's so funny because one of my first YouTube videos was um, how to anchor on your yeah. your Moa Mo- Guardian, right? Like Anchoring. it was Moses. A- oh, when we did that first uh, station assault, it was I can't, Was Cuddle Castle the first one we did that was in Vale the time. I think, Bale, song? I think yeah. so. That was, um, that was the, the first. one that
2: was my intro to being whatever i
1: was at the time (laughs) right i know it was mostly fleet boss yeah that's what i was i was fleet boss i I just i I just remember like trying to message people and this game is so awful for trying to pick someone and chat to them you're like scrolling through the endless local local when you have 300 people but yeah so i just said you know what screw it i'm not going to try and start a conversation with each person just start a youtube video and then link it in our discord hey guys please come Please yes. come check out this video so you know how to anchor, how to find the person. And then, like, two weeks later, Nettie's changed the order. And I'm like, well, there goes that. So it's a little, you know, little different.
2: But with the training and what we've been doing and running the fleets like we have, anchoring now is very rarely a problem. Right. It, you might get one person who, like walks away to let their dog out and so they'll be drifting and it's like ah <laughs> uh, you know and and they're gonna get blapped. I mean if you drift out of the bubble you're gonna get blapped and that's you know on you but by and large like today we had the little bitty defensive operation and I set us on a slow orbit around the gate and everybody just in this nice little tight beautiful it was just beautiful they've got the anchoring and I'm so proud of our pilots because they've oh. they've gotten really good at that so
0: I think you're being very moderate. Uh, Sorry, let me just uh, (laughs) speak for the university. I mean, Avalia has been, like I said before, she's the uh, star instructor or one of the most active instructors we have uh, since the beginning, right? She has all these classes offering. uh, So basically what you do is you go to Discord, you find the list of classes, you make a request, and she will personally... uh, Attend to you like she will arrange a class based on your uh, availability, and you know then more people can sign up. So it's a great one of the the major changes we've been we've done to the university. So please check it out. It's a university chat channel in the pinned messages. Yeah, sorry, well, how you you were well, saying again, something? I mean
2: it's it's pilot priority. I I want the pilots to have a good time, and if you feel like. You don't know what's going on or you don't know what you're supposed to be doing or you don't know what to expect. It's hard to have a good time. Big fleet battles are scary if you've if you've never done it before. They're scary if you have done it before.
3: So well, you're the DFC, I promise you you have no idea what to expect or what's going on. Well, that's true. <laughs>
4: that's
1: a different. One. <laughs> yeah, uh, one of the things I was like keen on because I'm realizing this is a brand new game. There is no like uh, what generational wealth is the term that's often used in economics. Right. Everybody's (laughs) starting at zero because it's just been released. Mm -hmm. So my whole my whole goal and, and teaching combat was like, listen, everything, every setup I'm trying to teach you, you can do in a dead space. And that just blows people's minds. Like, I I, I can't tell you. I've said it like multiple times on comms and in Discord. And then till I I had five of my own accounts and people watched me solo T8 Dead Spaces. And they're like, wait a minute, what? And I'm like, the bubble is life. Stay in the bubble. (laughs) And and then they're like. Yes. So now I, I know, like everybody in the corp that is ratting heavy, almost all of them have like a succubus alt or something bob, bobbing around with a little bubble. And, and I'm just like, listen, this this fleet concept um, and this game, this is a little different than Eve Online in the sense that the the PVE and PVP are very very similar tactics right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, mm-hmm. if, if you look at like the Naga being like the premier. <laughs> Long-range ship right now in <laughs> PvP. Yeah, it, it, same thing in T10 de- uh, storyline missions.
2: I have a funny Naga story. Uh oh. Yeah. <laughs> I had flown a pod up today. Well, I had flown a ship up, and then I needed to get potted back. <laughs> and and so I'm sitting at this at a station in my little pod. And there's a Naga sitting next to the station, and I was like, This is perfect. So I, I go to local and I was like, Hey, can you pod me? And the Naga goes, Oh yeah. And so it's so I sit there and it's like they start to lock me. And like two minutes later the box turns red. Okay, so thing number one the amount of time it takes for this naga to lock me, I was like, come on, dude. I could have flown back by now. And then he starts shooting at me, and because I'm in this little bitty pod, and he's in this giant naga, like, 20 kilometers away, he can't hit me.
4: Uh, <laughs> so,
2: he has to, like, fly off, and I have to, like, make sure that I'm stopped. It was just, it just took, it took us, like, five minutes to get this naga to kill my pod, so
4: i think <laughs> go back home.
0: <laughs> Two minutes so to walk in. <laughs> I have to be
1: the guy who asked um, uh, about self-destruct, question
4: mark?
2: I, okay, Is that an so option I option? that earlier today. Yes, the that, yes, they put it in the game. It takes two minutes and in my head <laughs> it was going to be faster for the Naga to kill me than for that's me to self-destruct. To Obviously <laughs> this was wrong.
1: Oh, it does. Yes.
2: Oh,
1: that's terrible. It should be a minute. Yeah. I blame Eddie. No,
2: it takes two full minutes yeah, to self-destruct.
1: Right. I just tried it.
2: And, and so I was like, I don't know, for the two minutes, it just seemed in my head that it would be faster. Because I was like, it's a Naga. It's got lots of DPS. So it should it should be able to just alpha me off the field.
1: Well, You remember in school when they talked about this trigonometry is so important that you need... To- yeah,
2: yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I wasn't thinking, y'all. My brain's been mush for two days, so...
1: Miss Katina, eighth Here. grade.
2: <laughs> and I'm a math tutor, so... Oops. <laughs> <laughs> Sad day. Um, anyway, I'm sorry I interrupted just because I thought it was a funny story. Oh, that's
1: that's sorry, an interruption. That's it's is, uh, is I, I don't know. It's I'm, We need a better name than YouTube. You and Chill, but it's kind of what we are.
0: Yeah, uh, but she as much that. as we we like this, you know, just chatting. We have to talk about more serious, <laughs> right? Serious things. Serious things. Uh, let's, let's start with you. How you um, right. GHM Golden Horror Military? You were one of the first animals. and right. So what we, happened? I have, yeah,
1: the, the first I have to
2: get weeks. my laptop charger, so I'm going to be listening, but I'm going to turn my camera off for a second.
1: Okay. Fair enough. So in the first two weeks of of being out in cash, we were getting raided. I guess about yeah the first couple of weeks you remember uh, the the Polish group yeah um, yeah the spoon it's corp you're right yeah. Corp. corp yeah so it's corp, yeah oh, corp. it was corp at the, yeah and um so they kept raiding us and and we of course would be like the original uh, kitchen sink fleets yeah. right everybody's like undocking in the Caracal and Condor twos um, <laughs> and, and originally the Alliance was like no don't feed them kills da, 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 da. just and and at one point somebody had assembled a thirty-man fleet, and I'm I'm in the fleet. I think I was in one of the um, freebie ships, the Zhangjin, whatever you call the prototype ship. The, yeah, yeah. And
4: and the, and the, the yeah,
1: yeah, this the the frigate one. I was in that at the time because uh, we had none of us had got to thirty days yet. So, and I'm just <laughs> listening to this guy trying to organize the fleet, and like he's getting the getting people invited into fleets, and I'm listening and they're (laughs) walking around killing guys and i'm just like well i'm new here i don't want to be bossy and take over this dude's fleet all right everybody just lined uh the fgc gate or whatever (laughs) and i just and i just snapped right into mode and took over um and everybody got really quiet and did what they were told we got a few kills and chased them off at the end of the day um, and obviously losing Condor 2s, I don't think anybody cried on their way home. But <laughs> I, I got so many messages in that first couple of hours of like, oh, there's, there's somebody that – you have a commanding presence. And I'm like, sure. <laughs> versus running around with, as a headless chicken versus what I said, I guess you could consider that. Uh, That's something.
2: what's fun. Can I just say the feedback that you get as an FC is one of my right. favorite things ever.
4: Absolutely.
1: I love it. Well, and that that is gonna be a highlight of mine because Rand, as I as I go through what happened and what's new with the, the one of the being one of the first three admirals, Rand has a very important part of why why I step around. Um so basically uh at the time they were like, Hey, we we really need some military leadership and yeah. would you like to be involved with that? Um, and I was like, mm, I don't know. I'm kind of old now. <laughs> I don't know that I want to dedicate. So, so, you know, like I said, I'm from Eve online. I was an NC dot. I did plenty of fleet commanding um, with Macabre Votum was my corporation. Big shout out to Alki and uh, Sovereign. Love you guys forever. Sure. <laughs> and I was like, we had friends in that corp where when I had my first child, I, uh, one of the guys sent me a onesie, right. With mm-hmm. the logo from our Aww. corporation. Uh-huh. No, I still got it. Like, it's, it's so cool. Yeah. That, that's, that's, that's player-centric, right? That's sure. the family-oriented type. Uh, when you spend ten years in a game with someone, by God, the least you can do is buy them a onesie when they're <laughs> losing eleven months of sleep. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, but but no. Um, so I, I kind of was hesitant about it because I was like, you know, I uh, I really don't kind of like. Avalia talking about Star Wars, uh, and then getting into this. I, I didn't want that. I didn't want that for myself. I didn't want my my significant other uh, <laughs> to kick me out as I, I get a glance as she yeah. puts out a song. Yeah, more <laughs> an eye roll than anything. Um, so I, I really was hesitant. I told uh, Bo and and yeah. Graham, my CEO, I was like, Nah, man. I, I don't want to be in charge. I don't want to be responsible for all that. I don't mind helping and and tutoring and bringing people up to speed. Yeah. Um, which, which really turned out to be bringing people up to speed who have never played EVE before um, online and then coming into Echoes, and it, that turned to be a challenge. That's not something you can do in like a week. That's not something you can say, oh, let's have a fleet training, and all of a sudden now you can take out fleets. Uh, it really, there's so much more that goes into it. You can't just drink from the fire hose and get it all in one go. Uh, so yeah. they, they somehow, and I don't know the full story, but essentially uh, USSF, USSF, right, got in with um, Raw and into the Alliance. And Raw had a pretty stout resume. Um, you know, Bo sent it to me for review and was like, hey, what do you think about this guy? We're trying to bring him in. And I'm like, um, uh, no offense, um, Blue. It's okay. It's okay. I said, he's an effing goon. was um, probably is <laughs> <out."> uh, Something <laughs> along those lines. But hopefully he can command a fleet. Um, because, it, like I said, I'm NC. Dots. Uh, I've never been in the Green Corps. I've killed goons my entire Eve career. Um, I don't know what I don't know what else to say to you guys. Uh, <laughs>
4: to
1: We're still fighting, <laughs> but all right, exactly. I, I got messages. They tried to get me back in the game, or and then one of the guys. I said, oh, "No, I'm not coming." Like, Can I have one of your Titans? And I'm like, uh, "Really? Uh... No, I can't have my Titans. Get out of here." Um, but uh, so. So you know, and, it, and anyway, so uh, Raw took over. He did a really good job with uh, Eight Spin, and and we kind of built a relationship. You know, he's it, they said we want to build a department, not just one person. And so Bo got me involved in Storm Strife as yeah. well for, yeah. to be more of a conjunction with, with Raw. Sure. Uh, and and that that was going that was going pretty good. Um, Storm Strife doesn't have as much in game time as Raw and I did at the time. So we, we kind of all hit on, you know, it was, it was a time thing. A lot of us couldn't commit the time. We were trying to pick up where each other left off. Um, and, and essentially that grew to one day they're like, listen, we're not going to have Raw as a head admiral. All three of you are going to be equal. And I'm like, um, all right. <laughs> um, I, not, that's what I signed up for <laughs> well i mean they asked me right do you want to do this and i'm like yeah and i'm sitting here thinking because again um we all know i'm military minded um and that's i look from the top down you you don't put three generals in a room and say hey you guys work together and figure this out uh, I, because one of them's going to have a plan yeah. and they're going to think their plan is the best thing and it's really hard with that a type personality sure um, to to really join, right? Uh, it's it's one of probably the most challenging things to do. And sure. that's why there's always a commander, right? Yeah. The the highest ranking person for that op yeah. is the commander. Uh, so so right off the bat I kinda sat back and listened to their their whole idea about this. I'm like, oh man, sure. whatever Because <laughs> like I said, I'm I i can not commit full time to run this gig and I'm here to help as best I can. Um, and that, and again, turned into 12, 13, whatever discords it popped up to be. <laughs> and I'm just like trying to start a team speak for the coalition with the silent alliance and gen So we're all on the same comms and just, just getting really involved in coordinating timers across new Eden. And in Eve echoes, that's, that's a big deal. Cause you're talking 70, 80 jumps. Uh, that's, that's a lot. That's yeah. a long time for people. At least yeah. you can AFK this. huh.
0: Especially Good. for a mobile game, you know?
1: It's not like... Yeah, yeah. yeah it's not like, listen, my phone battery's going to die before I get the mobile
4: phone.
2: No, wait, hang on. You cannot play this game without your phone being plugged in. Like, I literally do not open EVE Echoes on my phone unless it's plugged uh,
0: in. because Get a better phone, come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> i need a new phone too but but no. let's go back to again no, I, it's just
2: it just sucks all the battery and and i get started and then i forget and then it's like i open up the game five <laughs> hours later i'm like mom. Anyway.
0: so a valley i remember we were here before they had again raw was the the head like the the Marshall, Sky Marshal. Mm-hmm. regarding, <laughs> you know, the top <laughs> top military. Uh, and then they split into three. And then, I remember we talked about it in that episode. We talked about this new shift in command structure. And we were like, okay, they wanted to do a... I think we talked to Raw, right? Yeah, Raw talked to us. It was more... We talked
4: to Raw
2: and Storm. And Storm, like. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So they were both like, okay, so they're doing it more like a committee style, more... To, to cover more time zones and to be more democratic, <laughs> so it, it sounded a little bit. I again, yeah, I. I think
2: some of it was there. The different responsibilities. So the idea, okay. I think, was that Hayu and Hayu, you would know better than I would. This was just my understanding as a a pilot under y'all. Um, but it seemed that Hayu was doing much more of the the fleet stuff. That he was present in most of the fleets. He was actively helping coordinate fleet things, Um, whereas RAW at the time was more focused on doctrine. So figuring out how best to fit the ships and testing and testing and testing and testing. And that STORM was more focused on the organizational structure of how can we bring up new pilots and make sure that they're trained and make sure that they're able to move up and that there's a, a mechanism for them to do so when they're ready. That was my impression. Is that it would be kind of divided that way? I don't know. I don't know if it was intended to work that way, or if that's just kind of how it seemed on the outside. Hayu, you could probably
1: yeah. So it's actually I I I left a part out, and I'm glad you slowed me down there. One originally storm, like you said, was supposed to be uh, uh, the gateway to bring new people up, right? And um, Raw was supposed to be kind of the overseer. And then I was supposed to be doing YouTube training videos <laughs> on tra- training stuff. That's Bo. Really? Bo yeah. When he brought me in, I, sh- yeah. Okay. I'm busting his balls on this one, but, but I was like, yeah, I, I need you to make training videos. On, uh, on Well, on let me side.
2: just say, if I had a nickel for everything Bo said, would <laughs> not
1: happen. Right, right. I would
2: be able to own all of Wheaton.
1: Well, I, I had to, I, I, it goes worse because he, he basically called me out one day because I was talking about some issues I was having, and he's like, "Well, where's all the training videos you were supposed to be doing?" And I'm like, "Really, really? <laughs> That's where you want to go with this, Karen?" Stop it. So, <laughs> yeah. no, I, I, I have to bust him out on that one. I'm like, because all of the people, uh, Rand, ran, um, you're new to, you never played Eve Echo, I mean, Eve Online. So, you know, back me up or, or not. Um, honestly, <laughs> can you watch a YouTube video and then be a great feet, fleet
3: player? Like,
2: I well, wouldn't even, okay. So, I'm sorry, Rand, I'm answering for you. Go ahead. <laughs>
1: Uh no. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> and and, and a, me and Avalia were talking earlier. Hey, look, there's a forehead shot. No, I we were talking earlier about people making rules or or being involved in but not being involved in decision-making processes and then not actually playing that part of the game. And, and I busted out Bo again. I'm like, do you remember that first station op where you got your Wing Commander wings, so to speak? Yeah. And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, do you remember what Bo came in? And she was like, no, did he come? And I'm like, yeah, and a Condor, too. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> so I busted him out. I'm like, he's like, I'm Bo Dangles, everybody. And I'm like, you're in a Condor, too, dude. Shut up and get in a stabber, you
3: know? Like,
4: get in minor.
3: Let me <laughs> You're a to condor too. You are disposable tackle. I don't care what your name is.
2: Exactly. <laughs> Go drop the warp point, and when you die, we'll fly to your
4: wreck. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that, that, that was my first, like, okay, because, again, I, I'm EVE Online. The, some of that is going to be hardcore, just never going to leave my bones, right? And I just have to accept the fact that the people running this more casual game... Um,
0: we lost I your video.
1: Yeah, it should be coming back up. Okay. I, I didn't try to force that down anybody's throat. I wanted them to accept it more... Naturally, Right. I didn't, I didn't want to say, no, this is the way, um, you know, get, get on board or, or you're doing it wrong. Um, and <laughs> in, the, in the back of your mind, you're like, Oh shit. Okay. I just got a fleet of 10 condors, um, 13 caracals. And I called for a stabber fleet. Um, and you can't see me rubbing my Scowl off my face. <laughs> to,
3: to be fair, at that time, the doctrine allowed for a stabber or any ship that fit in that same ship slot on the ship tree. That's so, caracoles were a doctrine at that time.
2: Which was a step <laughs> up from Kitchen Fleet, which yes. the first few fleets, uh, Kitchen Fleet, Kitchen Sink. The first few fleets I was in were Kitchen Sink, and it was fly whatever you can afford to get blown up. Yep. And I was like, no. okay.
1: <laughs> Listen, I, I, I agree, but. When you have a premise and you call for something and you're you're designing your your set for that yes. and you can't get yes. that actual doctrine ship to apply that damage, it's it's frustrating. Yeah. Um. But it worked out because it it kind of opened my eyes. We did a mortar fleet as a a response fleet. Um. We had a Chinese group that was bringing ten I's into P seven and they were just docked up the station and they'd log on for instant content and we were like, okay, cool. And and they were awesome because they stuck around and they they wanted to fight. Uh, so they they pulled range on us on the gate, 60 or so km, and they, they sent their drones into us. We only had about 13, 14 stabbers, but we had four, five, six caracals, and those caracals could nuke the drones as we were as we were alphaing down vexers. So uh, V and I's even, and and I was like, you know what? I, this, this just opened my eyes. They're like our our flak. Uh, fire for drones, uh, and and it works great. And, and later on in the doctrine, I made it a point to say, if you are a missile guy, I want ranged missiles so you can shoot down drones incoming or rapid lights if they get in our shield. I, I worry, still call for them
2: if I'm headed into battle and I expect sure. there to be drones. That's that's what I if, ask for. If
1: they're torpedo fit, I'm pissed because that's pointless at this point. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but doing. but a, a well a well a well skilled um, missile pilot in a CNI. Can still hit out to eighty km, sixty percent of the sixty six percent of the time. Now, Which, I while mean, they ha- while they're hot, they can still hit eighty km, but and at eighty km, they're applying a lot more damage than a that risk. The
1: mm-hmm. only the only difference they're between hitting that is alpha,
3: alpha damage. Right. right?
1: Right, and you're you're talking about alpha. Can I apply it instantly when I want to switch a target? And that's something that doesn't happen as much because of the problems with calling targets with a ten man fleet when you have three hundred people. But when I call a target and if if for some reason they get logi-reps uh, and I want to switch that target, well, your missiles are still flying for six, seven, eight seconds uh, before, before that damage ever lands. And if you switch target, now we have even, even longer time. Correct. So that was the point of always going for the Alpha Mortar Doctrine, is so that I can say, nope, switch to this guy, slam, there's the damage, and, and they're nuked before they can get reps. So de- derailed to uh to that but absolutely um was <laughs> borderline frustrating uh, originally. Like where where are your videos, how are you? And I'm like, is that is that really what's important for the betterment of the Horde right now? <laughs> but sure, okay. So I'll call no, but- bow on that. But yeah, it's all it's all good. I mean, he he wanted to see us work together mm-hmm. uh, and and that's hard again three a type personalities in a room yeah uh, i don't i don't care who you are or what you are that is a challenge
0: mm-hmm. do you want to talk more about how that turned out
1: <laughs> yeah so uh essentially uh, like avalia said i was the one doing the fleet stuff and game Right. Um, and, and not to mention the discord worry warrior E that's, that's I thinking, <laughs> crazy, hard. Um, But it it became, it became a load, a workload. Um, and that i my phone is blowing up when I'm at work and I'm like, stop it. Uh, <laughs> you know, one of, these, one of those things <laughs> that you're just like, I, I, I can't, um, I can't do this alone. So what I, 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 I wasn't trying to down on anybody because there's, there's two things I look at when I look at a, a person, um, a judge a person in a game like this, like you have merit based, like your skills and what you can do. And then your, your involvement, how much are you doing? Um, because you, you have to factor those both in when considering, I don't want to say the worth of somebody, but what you're getting out of, them, right. Um, you know, uh, Avalia, when she first started had an amazing amount of involvement, but she hadn't got a merit up because she, she was brand new and you yeah. can't blame her. That's, that's not a down on her. We had to train her. We had to let her get experienced by and, and that was the other thing about getting experience you can't do that you you don't, you don't get adrenaline go up from a youtube video i mean right. maybe when you watch my corp video you got some adrenaline but that's like oh, <laughs> yeah. no. no but that adrenaline that makes you afraid to lose your ship and eve online that, that's yeah. what makes eve and eve echoes right uh, that that's what you have to be trained to perform under yeah. um, and no video will ever do that so anyways my frustration built with the workload and it was almost a perceived workload because however much content I wanted to create, I had to do it on my own, I felt like. And and I wanted everybody to have content, or we were never going to get any better. And, and as an alliance uh, to work together and be prepared for things like sovereignty, um, which is apparently just capture the flag in this beta <laughs> test of sovereignty, but whatever. Um, but to be prepared for true sovereignty, I was like, we need to be on the ball with these fleets and we need to go help GenFed fed just so we can gain the experience yeah. um and and so i said what i want is a seat not a seat i wanted to bring my ideas to the to the players at ball uh and the decision makers and for the golden horde was the uh, senior partner council uh, so I, I came on the senior partner council and i just i laid it all out i mean and it was a heartfelt page of this is what I'd love to see us do. This is the vision I have for the Alliance building up into a coalition with, um, the silent Alliance and GenFed, and letting this blossom more so than just destroying bots, but long-term power players in new Eden. Um, and I said, I need Zell. Um, (laughs) Zell was a regional commander at the time. And I said, I need him as an admiral because his uh, ability is there as an admiral, no doubt. Uh, he's a fellow NC dot player. Um, and 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 an, an amazing fleet commander uh, and and he had the time and organizational skills because there's not just in fleet we go back to discord and he had that down pack he was organizing fleets he was calling yeah. actions he was doing and i said i need him as an admiral. i need his his quote unquote vote uh and his level of participation there when we're trying to get things like new setups out, new staging, outposts dropped, whatever it might be. And I said to that, I want to blossom this coalition and I want to drop some outposts for military content. And I don't want to have to come ask for approval from the SBC to do it every time Mm -hmm. if Mm -hmm. we want to do a defensive or offensive outpost. And they're like, wow, this is amazing. This is great. Uh, Thank you for bringing your passion here. We appreciate that. Um, And then Raw had a disagreement with that course, you know, he kind of looked at it as, well, we need to save money um, because we don't know how much sovereignty is going to cost us and we shouldn't be just dropping SFIs and Stabber Fleet issues all over uh, New Eden for alliances that don't gain us anything or for battles that don't gain us anything. Mm -hmm. Um, And we shouldn't just be dropping outposts because that capital should be saved for sovereignty outposts. Mm -hmm. Um, While it's, it's, it's definitely a train of thought and a conservative process. My train of thought was we're not going to be able to defend those outposts in the current state of the military that we need to develop our pilots better, not just sit back and hoard money for outposts because that, that creates a, 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 Alliance where you can drop outposts because physically you've been conservative, but you haven't Been out there and put your pilots and um, what do you put them to the metal, right? And and so that that was like an opposing point of view mm-hmm. um, And and it essentially said and I was like, you know what I, I got I got this I haven't really got you know, he he had kind of been um, Upset with some of the body in the game and it kind of been inactive and I was like, listen, I can't, I was, I was getting the messages from discord as I was trying to read a book to my daughter, uh, one evening on the couch, just trying to read her a couple of books. And I'm like, you know what? Reading, reading my daughter, a couple of books is more important than messing yeah. with discord. And so I was like, I'm going to bow out a little bit here. I said, uh, you know, I, this isn't, this isn't, I don't want to say worth that fight because I, I do think Eve and the golden Horde is worth the effort. I'm at that time in my life, I had to, you know, I had to choose that. Yeah. I, I, I was getting too much involved. Um, but ultimately me leaving, mm, I got everything I wanted. Zell became an admiral. They dropped uh, the station in BWF. They dropped the station in Enrail, And I just moonwalked <laughs> to Empire like, well, I'm going to run T8s because that's the new meta, right? Uh, but no, I. I There's something
2: to be said, though. And I think a lot of us are feeling that right now. A lot of us who have been essentially fighting the Discord battles. And it goes back to what you said earlier fighting with people who don't, who are not involved enough in the game, they're, they live for Discord. And that's fine. If what you enjoy doing is Discord, then you should be able to do Discord. But when your Discord politics <laughs> and rulemaking, affects the ability of my pilots to enjoy the game because they're actually playing the game. They're not trying to play discord. They're trying to play the game. And when your rules become a burden on my pilots, I have to fight that battle. I'm not going to ask my pilots to argue in discord. Yeah. <laughs> but those of us who are, who are taking those fights and saying this is unreasonable, this is unhealthy, this is not going to allow for the Alliance to function the way that it needs to for sovereignty, to move forward, to grow, because the Alliance has been growing and the structure that they have in place is not going to allow it to continue to grow. And those of us who have been fighting this battle, we're coming to that decision where it's like, at what point does the amount of effort and frustration that bleeds into my everyday life that bleeds into my relationships and affects my my functioning it's a as a human and my health and my sleep and my you know yeah. or i don't have kids but i do you know have other responsibilities at what point do we say you know i i can't invest what it's going to take to fight the battles in discord and can i continue to support my pilots without that or do i just let them get eaten alive by rules that don't make sense that are made by people who obviously don't understand what they are facing as they play the game.
3: And it is not just, I mean, that's where it's the not is even right just, now. not even just, you know, a question of do you play the game or not, but it's what are your experiences in the game? You know, what regions do you live in? What roles do you play? You know, industry pilots have very different experiences than military pilots and cash pilots have very different experiences than geminate pilots. And, and I think we are seeing uh, kind of a turning point where we've got to find a way to be scalable uh, yeah. so that the Golden Horde can continue to grow and embrace all of those different play styles rather than have everybody kind of siloed into that same mold.
0: Right. Um, before cool. we continue, I, I want to remind everyone that uh, one of my favorite quotes from Bo, from Bojangles, Bo is that he said, that it doesn't matter how many times we fuck this up. <laughs> as, long, as long as we're doing this for the players, we're okay. Again, it goes back to the players first mentality. It's, it's, this is, I believe for all of you guys uh, here, uh, we've been working so hard just to build the alliance in the community for the same belief. Right? we want to build this for the players, you no? Know, um, and I think for Raw, that's the same as well. He wants, maybe he has a different approach to it. He thinks sure. that we should, you know, save money, whatever. He wants to save the uh, just a different approach to where we're going. But um, we have been going into a five thousand players strong uh, base, and with this many voices, like you said, characters, especially in the top level, the A type. Uh, personalities, you're you'd be crazy to think that everyone's gonna be happy buddies with each other and uh, with everybody, right? So yeah, so please uh, evaluate. It's just how would you?
2: So just a couple of things there. I will say for Raw, yeah. who's not with us tonight, but I talk to him a lot. That he feels a lot of the same exhaustion that we do, yeah. and the, the amount of Discord warrioring that we've been doing in the past month, he's been doing this for three or four months
0: so
2: i'm i'm starting to try to fight these battles now my last week has been consumed by trying to keep the alliance from fracturing (laughs) that's and he's been he's been dealing with the same frustrations for a lot longer time so the fact that he now doesn't get involved as much he reads everything but the fact that he doesn't comment a lot I think is just a symptom of the the larger issue which is that we're frustrated with a system that is not going to scale as well as we grow and expand in the way that we are
0: um, mr. Rand what what do you think you to this to this uh, Again, I'm glad you brought up this alliance part. So it's not just military anymore, and we've been hearing a lot <laughs> of, of drama taking place or starting to Uh Rand, what do you think? Where do you see us going, and what do you see the problems? Where...
3: I, I, so I think that we're you know at, at a bit of a turning point. I think yes. I'll try to channel my my inner bow here a little bit, um, oh, and I God. think we're we're seeing a little bit of rubber banding as yes, rubber banding. we've exactly. grown. As we've grown, let me take a sip of my wine real quick. Um, actually, no, I'm drinking beer, but um, as as we've as we've grown and grown and, and experienced tremendous success, um, we've we're working with a government model that was based off of. You know, really one alliance that was was starting to grow um, and was controlling one region of space and had pilots who shared uh, similar experiences. And it doesn't always account for the different experiences and the different uh, regions and the different spaces um, and the different play styles of all of our pilots. You know, we look at Zan, who is a, you know, Hiu. I mean, the most fun I think I've ever had as a pilot was flying under Hi-Yu. Uh But like looking at you know zan is a very heavy industrial corporation uh versus legacy which is a very military focused corporation um, and we therefore oh, have okay. a can we go different... back to the other
1: part for a minute sure we love you, no, I, I,
3: yeah I come on right. man no no no, no 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 it's not seriously I,
1: as much as i'd love to hear about myself no, I, 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 you, you talk about um fun under underneath someone but the f- funds being the, the the sole word right I mean the keyword um and and your play styles and everything in a new game like this are going to evolve and and I think it's important that you hit the nail is is who do you have fun with and who do you have fun uh what do you have fun doing yeah and and that's so important uh Rand that that no matter where you are or what you're doing um as long as we can do it harmoniously and and work together for a, a common common good and greater good when we need to, we, we should be having fun. And and I don't think anybody doing this discord uh, wars, if you will, it's straight up discord wars at times. Let's be honest. Uh,
4: <laughs> but
1: I, I don't I don't think anybody's calling that fun, right? And so no. I, I had a long conversation with Avolia not- earlier. I don't I don't want that for anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been in the shadows trying to uh, coach uh, FCs and help, you know, bring people into the military server. And, and, I, and I just have to step back and be like, okay,
3: where, where did we go I, wrong? And, and I, I, think, I think that the, the point we're, that we're at is we have to, to determine as a group, how do we best empower our pilots and our leaders to have fun? Now some right. of us do enjoy some of the discord we're hearing, Some of us enjoy some of the politics, but there's a difference between enjoying some of the politics and, and getting to a point where it's consuming. Yeah. Uh, and so it's how do we, as an organization create a culture of fun and create a, a, a system of governance that embraces diversity and allows every pilot to explore New Eden in the way that is the most fun to them, so long as they aren't harming others and so long as when the the rubber meets the road, we're all on the same team, we're fighting the same fights, and we're pulling together for the same goals. And I think that there are differing opinions on how to do that that are valid. But we've got to really buckle down and make sure that we're looking at the right priorities as we move forward. And at the end of the day, this is a game. Aside from some of our content creators, (laughs) nobody's getting paid to play this game. We're doing it because it's fun. We look at Eve, which has had, Eve Echoes has had some uh, player retention issues. Um, Some of it's due, you know, both touched on this, some on the State of the Union yesterday, or the State of the Horde yesterday with... You know, some of it's due to some content that's still missing. We don't really have sovereignty. We still don't know what that exactly that's gonna mean, besides as you pointed out, capture the flag. But <laughs> what the way you keep pilots and the way you keep your players engaged and in this in a situation where winning and becoming the dominant force isn't necessarily about recruiting the most. At this point it's about keeping the pli- the pilots that you have. Yeah. You keep the pilots that you have by ensuring that they have a gameplay experience that's fun for them. Even if it's not fun for you, that's okay. I hate mining. I have (laughs) very few industry industry skills. I went 4-2, and I have a retriever, so when we do mining ops, I can go do my part. That is not fun for me, but I recognize that that is fun for some people. For some people, they gain their enjoyment by building industry and by having they you know, and feeling that sense of satisfaction. I'd rather go blow something up and take their stuff, take the stuff from them. <laughs> and then yes. sell it and make my money faster. that way. It's so much faster. And I... you get the adrenaline rush. But it's, it's, that's, I think the, the, the crux of where we are is, and, it, and I'm sure it's not just Golden Horde. I'm sure that this is throughout all of New Eden. For so sure. We're sitting around and as we're growing and as the, the kind of the novelty of the game is waning, and we're becoming more established in our spaces and our spaces are becoming safer so there's less natural content there and less natural strife there we now yes we're in a war against botting but we still have to i mean our spaces are quite safe we get a little random gate camp or something every now and then and we go blow it up but by and large we have to go out and actively seek content so how do we stay focused as an organization, as a culture Mama. on a common good when it isn't knocking on okay. our doorstep it's every it. moment. And how it's do we make sure that as, so much- that as we're achieving that, as and when we're in these these kind of backward bends of the rubber band where there's a lot of slack right now, there's not a lot of just easily accessed content. Drone Lands haven't opened the backup yet. Sovereignty hasn't opened that hasn't launched yet. How do we make sure that everybody's having fun and has a motivation to log into a game?
2: And I think, yeah. I just want to say, uh, do you want to go ahead, Hayu?
1: No, I, I'm patient. I'm, I'm, good. I'm, <laughs> here for the, I'm here for everybody to talk, not just me. Um,
2: <laughs> something that you mentioned, Rand, that I think is is worth talking about is the culture. Yeah. So one of, I think part of the, the strife, some of the aggression that has come up and the the discussion of how do we move forward in a way that works for everyone is born out of fear that by allowing different structures to coexist or allowing different styles of play to coexist that we'll lose the culture of the horde. And I just can't, I can't accept that. I think the culture of the horde is the fun that we have, the culture of the horde is is born out of defending our space together. Um, the the culture of allowing people from different languages. I love that we now have translations of stuff all over <laughs> our Discord server, that we get everything in in different languages. Um, I'm not gonna offend people by pretending to know what they all are, but I know that there's some Russian in there. And I, I love looking at, the Russian, I can't read it, but, but it just
3: makes I mean, me just, happy just to see today that. today in a charter discussion, we literally had Russian being spoken in a charter discussion yeah. with just, a translator so that we could all be on the same page. Yeah.
2: Um. You know, so So that. that is the culture of the Horde. The culture of the Horde is not the rule set that determines who you can and by or ore from or where you can and can't rat or where you can and can't mine and how you do or don't have to equip your ship to do those things. You know, Those things are not culture. They're rules. They're policies. And to equate culture with policies, I think, is a very dangerous thing because by the very nature of having so many players now, as Rand brought out, in different regions who do different things, who operate in different ways, and who come from different places. So we come as humans from different language groups and cultures, so we have different ways that we like to do things because of how we were raised in the environment we grew up in. To say that by allowing different policies to coexist, we're going to destroy the culture and the unity of the horde, I think is, is a logical fallacy. That doesn't make sense. You know, if if I want my miners to equip drones and you want your miners to equip newts, <laughs> And, and that we can still, I can mine over here with my drones and you can mine over there with your newts. That doesn't destroy the culture. I mean, that's a really both. dumb.
3: Yes. Okay, Hand okay, point. okay. That but again, exists, as a military guy, exists. I'm sitting there hoping somebody jumps that into exists. my belt. When Legos when just puts a bunch of retrievers in a belt, we could probably take out a Gila. But that just
2: But, okay, but, you know, if you want to clear your base every time it gets to level 5, and I want to clear a base every time it gets to level 10, the fact to to try to say that we can't each have space where we can do those things differently because it would destroy the culture of the Horde. I think that's just I think that's just ridiculous. I think the culture of the Horde is bigger than the policies that we may or may not want to set. And I think that fighting over policies is what's That's the problem right now. Yeah. That we need to stop fighting about policies so that we can have a culture of the horde. And that's my appeal to those who might be watching this is let's stop fighting about policies. Let's make space for people to have different policies, not in every system, not so that every time you fly into a system you have to learn a totally new set of rules. But if we can have (laughs) areas where groups of like-minded pilots can set policies, reasonable policies that don't infringe on anyone else's rights as pilots. That is what would allow us to preserve the culture and the unity of the horde, because it would help reduce the amount of fighting and discord, warrioring that everyone's having to do. In my opinion, just my opinion.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's important. Um, it's important that everybody gets heard, right? i i have always been again military style i want to be able to react like this to anything i don't want to have to wait for a committee or a vote doesn't mean we can't discuss it later or somebody can call me out and i'm good with that i hey i make mistakes i don't make all the best decisions um but you know i i had a chat on one of my old communities from eve online um Alki that i gave a shout out to earlier still <laughs> ceo and i said hey man just correct me if i'm wrong but has do we know of any democratic non-sec alliances in eve online mm-hmm. and he's like why do you ask me that And i'm like help me out here so and, and the moral story is no i can't think of a single one um and and i <laughs> it doesn't mean that there's a dictator that says sets your policies right what it means is that there's usually a singular one or two people that set the vision for for the for the alliance you know um vince Drakin is the nc dot well at Mm -hmm. least was i've been retired i don't know who's there now um but he he set the 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 moves on for what was going to happen but each you know he, he still had teams underneath him doing things like uh lady scarlet running the rental empire and and just different things. There was there was a CEO council of where we all come together as CEOs, and then our, you know even a director council from all the corps. There was no no one filtered out. As once you, you were a trial member, and that trial member was set for ninety days or whatever, and either you were out or you were in. There was no him hauling around, right? Um, but it, there there That'd was be nice. right. Yeah, it kind of takes the because at, at the end of the day you got to take emotion out of it. Right. You are know, like, Oh, I don't know how I like this person. Um, mm-hmm. Well, you, you can't be the judge of, of everyone. Right. Uh, because at like the same time, you're trying to make things fun for your players. We're trying to make things fun for our players. And we see that two totally different ways. And net ease is playing, <laughs> playing games with us and changing the role right now. You can go sit there with a group of miners um, and make less minerals Per hour than I can running T8s solo, and that's that's sad, right? That the state of the game is in such influx right now that uh, policy almost is irrelevant by by way of patch, right? Uh, so so we, we have to stay flexible, and we have to acknowledge through our identity isn't just solely based on policies that it's it's an objective for everyone to have fun, and I, and everybody has that initial thought we want everybody to have fun so we're gonna have rules so you can have fun i don't want you kicking over my sandcastle and and that's and that's sad it's it's super sad um how the whole claim system worked and all the drama that has gone around (laughs) claims um I, yeah. I, I I have been. To, I don't even I have say,
2: a definite, I do very little ratting, but I I do agree that and the you can't is.
1: have a say so in ratting policies. Damn it! You know well, what I'm saying? That's fine. I
2: haven't tried. <laughs> I have not tried to have a say so. Are you kidding? I have not no. touched those conversations well, listen, with the 15 foot pole because they
1: don't work that much. Right? You want to hear me lose my mind? Like I told you earlier, when they tried to say let's call T8 bases, and I'm over here like T8 bases are the only one. I mean T8 anomaly specials that spawn are the only ones making money right now what the hell are you doing stop the madness so yeah i mean it it's you you can't have a bunch of discord people that don't know the ebb and flow of the game right because yeah t8s three months ago were impossible no reason to have them around uh but tier 8 systems now is like the new tier 4s like
3: everybody's got to do it
2: easy mode right
3: so yeah and we can clear tier 10s relatively Absolutely. easily now just bring some yeah. materials with you you don't even need that come on just call me i'll do it The already
2: in lodge and some shooty bits it's fine.
3: yeah but they just they take a while it's, I, I promise you it's it does easier take if you while. have a bunch of if you have a bunch of materials it just goes yeah faster. or just any ships with large weapons nagas hurricane or answer is just throw some battleships at it everything will be okay
1: and i mean okay like, again, living again living. it's
3: cultural thing. i'm, I'm legacy throw some
2: battleships <laughs> at the spc that'll fix the whole problem
0: oh jeez okay so
3: <laughs> firing from my
0: side. from my point of view no firing squads okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> we're from you, bro. Go ahead.
1: <laughs>
0: uh, from both last announcement it was about spc opening up right basically dissolving that old model and replacing with an elected council. uh what, what do you guys think about this new model? So basically, giving more voice, voices to more people, more ever to basically everybody, more more corps.
3: That is currently to be determined. Um, that is part of the discord war hearing that is taking place right now, and yeah. part of the the philosophical conversations that are being had, in mm. uh, for uh, those anybody yeah. who is an officer in your corp, recommend. Highly recommend, as Bo said yesterday, um, these have been opened up to allow more voices into the room, to allow more perspectives to be heard. Go, you know, get involved, um, watch what's happening, provide feedback, whether, if you don't want to speak up, provide feedback to your CEO, ask your CEO to speak up. Um, You know, this is a very important moment as we do look at what is the future of the Horde and how do we build a system of government for the Horde that is fair, democratic and scalable exactly and i think the scalability is, is critical yeah um and I, and I go back to it has to be fun if it's not fun then people aren't going to play they'll go play cyberpunk or uh, assassin's creed Valhalla or whatever else <laughs> that they're finding to be fun so you know we we've got to make sure that we're we're engendering a culture of fun it's a game
2: and a lot of the question really does boil down to how much control over policy do you... The, the, the fundamental difference seems to be, do you set all of your policies at the top and they apply to everyone? Or do you allow smaller groups, however you want to define those, to set some kind of policies based on those players and their location? Um, and, and so a lot of the, the disagreement has come from how much power do you put at the top and how can you spread out the power to the bottom so that everyone feels like they have a say, everyone feels like they have a voice and that they're being heard, but without gumming up the system so much that nothing ever gets done ever, right? Mm -hmm. Because that's, I I (laughs) will absolutely concede that if, if it just went to all of the corpse every time to, to come up with a solution, you know, you're to, right now, you're talking about 40 some odd people trying to come up with a single solution. <laughs> Obviously, that that's just Disaster. not practical. So, you have to have some structure at the top that says, yeah. this is what seems like the best way to move forward. Mm-hmm. But you want the corpse to be able to say, yeah, we agree with that. Or, no, that's not going to work for any of my pilots. You know,
1: Makes sense. Well, at the end of the day, you just
3: need to surrender control to Supreme Chancellor Hayu. And, uh, <laughs> and, and, we'll and as long those. as you keep leading us on impromptu, impromptu ra- uh, raids are out number two to one. Those are the most fun. Yeah. So you know.
1: I, I I let that go. So when I,
0: when I <laughs> you let earlier, go.
1: yeah, I, I really wanted to get to that because it meant something to me, Rand. So I wanted to give a shout out when, yeah. when Rand sent me a message um, after he saw me leave, he said, Hey dude, what's wrong? Is everything okay? And I'm like, yeah, man, I just, I got to take a break. There's some, you know, ideological differences. Um, and I'm going to focus on family for a little bit. He's like, uh, Oh, here, I, let me, let me read the quote because it it meant a lot to me, dude. Um, but I, I mean, the long and the short of it really being, you know, the, the fighting two, two to two to one numbers, three to one numbers bouncing around like crazy with no fear. And that was the most fun I ever had in the game. And that was pretty much your quote, right? Pretty much. Yeah, that that hearing that from your pilots, like after the fact, because all the time after you end a fleet, you're like, oh, thanks for the fleet FC. People say that, and, and that's cool and everything. But to hear somebody <laughs> say, I got into PvP, um, you know, because of the way we bounced around and we were fearless, it was an amazing experience. That that's what kept kept me from disengaging from the alliance entirely right like cuz i'm you know you get that little burned out feeling and you just want to step back entirely but hearing that hearing that it brought somebody up in a training level like you succeeded through the the ranks and it and it hooked you on the game and the pvp aspect of it or at least helped feed that that desire that, that's why I was here. That's why I was doing what I was doing, um, and it, it, it was able to remind me of that. So I appreciate that, and I think um, that should be the idea of all of this, right? Uh, we have to hook people on the game to succeed because we need pilots to stay, um, and and I think our policies should be driven to keeping pilots the long term. And right now, there's not a lot of objectives, and like you said, that has that's caused. System-wide, well, it's also called uh, retention problems, right? Because people are like, "Okay, I'm gonna go play Capture the Flag in two months when they release this. That sounds fun." Um, But but there is content to be had. Um, You know, I'm here to tell you. I watched Tahini's videos when they did like the 30 versus 180. And, and just the excitement in his voice, <laughs> that is probably the little bit of adrenaline I've gotten watching a YouTube video is you could hear it in his voice where he is like anxious. No, 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 kid. if you're not in the bubble, you're going to die, you're going to die. I mean, he's just going so fast. I, I love it. I love it. And that's, and that's what I live for. I, I live for that adrenaline. I'm a freaking firefighter that's adrenaline junkies, paramedics, all of that. It, we live for adrenaline. And that's, and that's what I want in this game. I want us to have a good time. And I, and I'm, and I want that to be able to happen when I'm not around. So seeing that I come from <laughs> Rand, hearing bot and Rand step up and take fleets, seeing Avalia turn into the FC that she has become, um, that that's what it's all about for me at the end of the day. Yep. We got a bunch of people that do Discord. I, I challenge them to stop doing Discord text, <laughs> get on a video conversation with a person yeah. they're trying to work something out with, because it's a lot harder to tell Avalia your idea is stupid when I'm staring at your face and to say it in a more tactful way, that's constructive and actually gets to a, re- a result. Right. I, you know, if I just blow you off and then just like, Oh, I hate Avalia. She's so dumb. This idea I'm the <laughs> if I'm having that frustration in, in my mind, it's completely derailing me from reading your, your, your true idea mm-hmm. and then having that conversation with you. So I really hope people funny. it's most get of my hand. ideas.
2: I'll be like this is based on the conversation this is how it goes I listen to people talk and their different ideas and then I go okay so based on what everybody's saying it seems like this might be the the direction that we want to go and I'll type it up and then I'll be like if this is a dumb idea somebody tell me this is a dumb idea and give me a better solution yeah so I it's I mean it's if if there's a better way please somebody give me something to well, work with but just being like your idea sucks. That's not
3: helpful. Right. Not helpful. <laughs> to, to circle back a little bit, though, to, to again, that, that morning raid, I think, I mean, that taught me a lot. So at, at the time, kind of my place in the, play, in the game, I was very active, had no confidence with PvP. I was, again, no background to uh, EVE Online. I was a, a relative latecomer, you know, relative to most of the leadership here, uh, to EVE Echoes and was was somewhat you know afraid to lead pvp i was more than happy to go and, and fight and have content and maybe i die and maybe i don't and i don't really care because you can always get new ships right you just buy one or if you're a zan i guess you build one but for me ah. like yeah, i'll just go do it this space and i'll buy one right and like yeah. what's this building ship? like i just go I, just, I, just, I ask around if no one has one available i go to Gita, whatever uh, but, but, <laughs> I'm, I'm told that you can. I still have <laughs> one construction slot. So, um, so, but that morning it was like a wake up call to me that, hey, you don't have to have it perfect and you don't have to win, right? Your objective doesn't even have to be to win. Your objective can just be let's go have fun and that's okay. Yeah, and that's what really turned me on to it. And I was like, "Well, then screw it. There's nothing to do PVP wise." Sorry, <laughs> pardon my language. I don't know if that's a ban, you know. But I'm like, no, "I'm going to just go start taking fleets out, and maybe we'll win, maybe we'll lose, and but we're going to have fun. And we're going to." So every time I take a fleet out, whether I expect to win or not, my goal is to make sure that our pilots have fun. Right? I don't want to fly us all into a death trap so we all instantly die. As long as we get to go have fun and content and you know, it's 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 worth it. I mean that's that was the the inspiration for what we did last week where we attacked three bases at the same time throughout <laughs> Vale, Right? We had we had pilots and we were outnumbered across the map, and I, I can't get into too heavy OPSEC, but we had hundreds of pilots from both Golden Horde and Allies stay in across Three primary battlefields across Vale, with additional <laughs> pilots roaming throughout South Tribute and in between. Um, we had used a variety of different tactics with different groups using different having different responsibilities, and many of the pilots there don't even know about some of what the other pilots were doing. Um, and did we achieve the objective of taking down a you know three citadels in Asia Prime time? No. But we had a lot of fun, right? And I, I'm pretty sure we won the ISK war, although I can't quantify it because after we were done, we sat in Obi and locked every Chinese, every not Chinese, but every uh, Firefly and DP and everybody who was going home. We locked them all up as they came through, and so many of them had auto lock back, back on and auto attack back on. We got oh between goodness. twenty and forty kills to the gate guns. Oh After the combat no, was over. It was wow. delicious. That's awesome. But it was fun, classic, Right? Yeah. And I think that that's something that we can take into <laughs> our PvP and our PvE engagements. It's something we can take into our industry, and it's something we can take into our our rule setting and our, our government and our and our Discord discussions, is that we don't have to be perfect. We don't have to have everything be aligned exactly in our favor or exactly the way we want it. As long as we have the mindset of, we're going to go have fun. Right. We're going to go have fun today. Then it's still a win. And I heard from pilots, and they got their ships blown up. But they said, that was fun. <laughs> and that's the goal. Yeah. That's the goal in a game. Yes, we yep. want to win the war And yes, we want to secure a territory. And yes, we want to do all of these other things. But we want to do all of these things so that we can continue to have fun. Right. They are a, a stepstone for they're a a, they are a a, a, uh, part of the pathway that winning the escort and securing our space is not the objective it's something that we that is a goal to allow us to have the most fun
0: Mm -hmm. that's it yes (laughs) well you may
2: have to end on that note because it's getting late and i am so tired
0: (laughs) yeah we're coming up on two hour mark so let's
2: and on my keyboard, you have
0: to do go. some editing on this one for sure.
1: It's all great content, just that the time slot who's going to watch a two hour YouTube video of people talking? That's
3: I will, <laughs>
2: if you did, time marks, though, of where different kinds of conversation take place, then
3: sure, sure, you know,
2: that way people can watch the parts all that right, they so want.
1: Maybe an edited TLDR one and the full combo here, it's <laughs> one way to do it.
0: Time, spin- time stamps, but <laughs> let's let's end it definitely there's so much more to be said let's do another episode maybe just on the yeah. just on <laughs> yeah, not, just <laughs> to continue <laughs> another day yes but let's let's close it up uh Avalia, last uh words shout outs final thoughts
2: um shout outs final thoughts if you are exhausted from discord wars take a break Turn it off for a period of time, whatever you feel you can do. Turn it off for a few hours. Turn it off for a day, whatever you need to do to recharge yourself, because that's important. So if you're tired of Discord Wars, designate some time for your life and turn it off. And then when you come back, you'll feel better. That's my suggestion.
4: you?
1: Yeah, I mean, um, through all this, I, you know, I, and and if anybody sees this, not in the horde, everybody has growing pains, and we got huge real fast. Um, but I hope that we all sit down and talk, not not type, talk to one another. I think that would have solved a lot of problems early on with me in the military, uh, as far as in the Admiralty, if we would have got on on video and just talked it out. So, I encourage I encourage the leadership to really try that. Flight
0: safe. Okay. And Rand, you have the last word.
3: Fun. I, you know, I <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I mean, fun, obviously. Uh, just, Neon, thank you for putting this together. I've never been on a podcast before. So, my first time. And uh, this was fun. I appreciate it. good conversation and just, it was uh, nice to just sit around and chat with everybody for a little
0: while. All right. Uh, again, just to, echo what both said, we are the only people trying to have a democracy uh, type of governing body in this game. Everyone else, like you guys said, nobody else has tried this. Um, so let's see where it goes, you know. We're all about the players at the end of the day, and I do hope hi, you, you can still be around and helping new FCs and helping everybody. Uh, Rand you keep doing your awesome thing and the valley of Keep. you know we're, we're, we've been so involved with each other you, people don't know but we run uh, we, we do like university together we do everything uh, I don't know how you do it you do so much more than I do really like uh, so I, I it's it's been a pleasure so thank you guys again let's do this again we we're sorry we have to go but um, let's do yeah. this again some other time uh, more fun conversations.
1: Merry Christmas.
4: Yeah.
0: everybody. Yeah. Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas.
4: Yeah. Oh, right.
0: final shout out. Sorry. Final shout out to the, uh, uh, what is it? Fight night organized by, uh, McPoopy fight night <laughs> this Saturday. Um, it's nine a.m. West coast, uh, noon East coast, which is 8 p.m. UTC. Please join us. Uh, it's a lot of fun. It's a one-on-one faction cruisers, uh, 2 billion disc rewards. <laughs> check it out. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, check out our, shop, support our artists, ghgares.com. Okay. Thank you for watching us two hours. Exactly. All right. Awesome. <laughs> See you guys next
4: time. <laughs> Take, yeah, care. Nice. <laughs> Take care.